Welcome back, everybody, to the Owl Nest podcast, episode 18. 18? Oh, my gosh. I think it's yeah, 18. I think, it I think it's 18. Man, can you believe it's been 18 weeks of this? Well, it, there were a couple break weeks, but 18 episodes? 18 episodes. Uh, we're getting old. We still have, like, another quarter of the season to go, and then some. Uh, but we're all still. along for the ride, watching these uh crazy clown fest take place in front of us and we got more of that this week this meta continues to make matches unpredictable and puts us into the final week in which basically every game every single match that happens this coming week like matters which i think is the first time the first time that's happened yeah because like mid and- the mid-season it was like almost like the last two weeks almost didn't matter yeah, and we can, like, talk about it a little more, but I think, like, one of the big things is it seems like the, and and maybe I'm just used to, like, League of Legends, where it's, like, the entire year, and then, well, it's half the year, and then playoffs, half the year, and then playoffs, and every yeah. team plays, like, every team twice each, mm-hmm. like, split, where it's, like, I feel like Overwatch teams don't play very many opponents within each match like i mean they're all pretty long matches like matches are pretty long there in overwatch that being said it's like each team only plays like what five matches per six six matches per yeah so it's like most teams don't play very much like every match is pretty pretty dang important and so it's like you have one bad week like yeah that's fine long term but within the context of a single tournament like yeah your your tournament life is basically is basically yeah. over but uh before we get into the matches obviously as always some slight team news not a whole lot this week and mm-hmm. all of it was staffing no no player movement obviously because well can't really do that anymore uh starting <laughs> things off boston uprising have let go of head coach lori uh doesn't surprise me i'm gonna be honest <laughs> yeah well it was like boston for a minute there was looking like they could do things and then they just kind of fell back a little bit and then they decided to bench punk again and look how that went again <laughs> punk's father on twitter has has not been has not been letting it has not been going very lightly on the uprising lately that he's been like every it's i don't understand why they traded for mag Punk was doing fine, but now Lori yeah. is out, and obviously Huck stepped away earlier in the season, so this mineral is the only one that really remains for the most part of the head management, and so I'm curious to see where Boston goes moving forward because they currently have no Korean staff. Their head coach now, As- Ascroft, is French, and then Mineral, their GM, is uh, Swedish, and then their assistant GM is American. And they've got six Koreans on the roster, a Canadian, an American, and uh, and an Australian. So I'm interested in which direction they decide to go. If they try and make it a more mixed roster, if they decide to go fully Western, I imagine Boston at the end of the season we're going to see some some movement in this team in terms of how they want to structure it, with how Mineral decides to take things, and even how Ascroft goes with the rest of the season but boston are not sitting i mean they're because titans looks like they're going to make the tournament and boston won't boston is going to in going to the final tournament is going to be in danger of losing their play-in spot to the titans 
So yeah. Boston needs to kind of get their stuff together in these last couple weeks of the season if they want to have because I feel like if Boston doesn't make the play, doesn't make plans, that's a disappointment. Like Boston should be expecting to be in those playing spots, but they are trending downwards, whereas Titans are trending upwards. So we'll see where where this team ends. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I I don't think things are super hopeful for Boston, mm-hmm. and it almost feels like they've kind of already started moving on past the season a little bit. Um, just in terms of like, uh, yeah, I I just I don't know. I I don't know how much hope they have for the future, but hopefully they have some hope that they keep playing. Uh, but speaking of the Vancouver Titans, they had some shakeups at the higher end of things as soon as Twitter wants to load up. So they're current or i guess now previous general manager justin hughes stepped down uh he was the general manager who came in when titans imploded back in 2020 so he's been with the team since they rebuilt after the runaway squad kind of took off because of covid and stuff uh so he stepped down and in his place uh baroy who used to be a coach for boston uprising is now the titans gm Titans are trending upwards. I mean, ever since D-Pay was signed as the coach, it's been nothing but good feelings from the Titans. Uh, and if they're able to make the tournament and able to get some wins uh, in the next tournament cycle, we could see them in the play-ins. And I think that is a huge, uh, a huge turnaround compared to literally the you know every season that this version of the Titans has existed. It's well, been nothing and, but and sadness. I think the... like. When we look back on this season, you know, there will be a lot of like storylines that we kind of think of. But I think one of the biggest ones is the fact that the two teams that were like undisputed, the bottom two teams of the league were able to fight out of that. And if both of them, if both the Spitfire and Titans make playoffs, that's so huge. You know, even if it just play ins for playoffs, I think that would be huge. And I would love to see the Titans in there. I think they've definitely worked for it. And they've shown in their matches this this tournament cycle that they can play against at least their contemporaries in the lower half of the league, but even take matches away from middle of the pack teams like Justice. So yeah. good on the Titans. They're trending the right way. Uh, and then just a small other minor thing. New York have brought in artist as a coach. It doesn't say... Minor? What, that's huge. It doesn't say what kind of coach. It just says back on the team as a coach (laughs) good job new york you're not looking too great and your season is not looking too great either but hey you've got a new you've got a new coach uh enough of the boring stuff let's just realize this is two two episodes in a row that i forget to turn my light on until we're already started we've already started we're already going ignore my uh Let's let's Much better. <laughs> let's talk about some matches, shall we? Yeah, let's let's, let's start <laughs> with your London Spitfire, shall we? Can we talk about someone else? Nope, we gotta start with your London Spitfire. Uh, I feel like they were close. They were close, they got and I feel like this week their matches really showcased what we had talked about at the very beginning of the stage of like backbones Genji, and yeah. when they were playing Atlanta and Justice. We really saw what London thought about Backbone's Genji compared to his May. When they're pulling out, when they're coming out of spawn on Gibraltar with May, <laughs> yeah, that that's pretty yeah. telling. Well, and and that's 
just kind of the reality of the situation. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a known fact that Backbone isn't a strong Genji player, and that London doesn't really have that. And so when you have a meta like this, that's uh, you know kind of dependent on that. Like I expected them to have kind of a rough, um, you know, tournament cycle. That being said, like last week they kind of got all of our hopes up by looking okay. But um, but I think when it comes down to it, yeah, they just got backbone diffed <laughs> yeah assassin and speedily kind of had their way yeah. with and it's not to say that the may didn't work but it's like may works on points and maps where she's like yeah. may almost made to work like nepal village or maps even like some midtown she can work as well or hollywood at some points but like gibraltar if you're trying to play may on gibraltar then you really you must you have a lot of faith in the may yeah. and not a lot of faith in the genji well, I think one thing that's interesting about like the Atlanta match, at least, was coming into this week and, and even coming into this season, like Speedily was a big deal. He was a big mm-hmm. signing. You know, everyone's been talking about him the whole time. And yeah, he didn't get a lot of practice with Atlanta. But like, honestly, did he like, did like London didn't look bad against Speedily. Well, you know? and Speedily himself said in the post-match interview that he wasn't very happy with his performance. We saw he, yeah. he looked better in the Outlaws match, so he yeah. was definitely still warming up in the Spit the, in the Spitfire match. But it was telling that it's like a Speedily on three days of practice was diffing backbone. I mean, he wasn't like diffing, diffing. Backbone. He was having more like, of an impact though, in, in in kind of just more in general. Yeah, but that's to be expected. Like, yeah. you have someone who's supposed to be a Genji main player. I mean, like Genji is one of his big champions and stuff. And and the fact that Backbone didn't look terrible against it, like, it, it shows that back like Backbone isn't a good Genji. Like, he's not great Genji, but he's not, but he's not like a terrible. Like, he's not yeah. like last year Genji bad. <laughs> for him you know it's it's like if super were to make that comment he made last year today like it wouldn't really stick the same way because like backbone isn't a terrible genji anymore no and And so i think yeah so so i'm not like disappointed to like okay i'm a little disappointed but i'm not like I'm not like upset. No, I I think their loss lost. their loss to the rain isn't one to be like down no. on because the rain was looking better. Sad but because... the justice loss doesn't look as good because yeah. it. I mean, it was a back and forth, so at least it wasn't like a reverse sweep kind of loss. But it yeah. was a back and forth, and they played more May in the justice match than they did in the rain match. I mean, they, I'm pretty yeah. sure they came out on May out of spawn on almost every map, and then Backbone eventually would switch. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes it was a really late swap, too. And, and, and like, they held Justice to some points because it was back and forth, but ultimately it was, like, Justice had more, you know, they were more comfortable in doing the, the Sojourn Genji. And so when Spitfire wasn't able to play the Mei and they were had they had to mirror the Genji Sojourn, Justice were able to edge that out. And so, yeah. I mean, Spitfire were able to keep it close when they were able to play the Mei, but then when they had to go back to the, the Genji assassin then kind of was able to take the advantage there and what's unfortunate is like spitfire and like they coming into this week it was like to to be safe and like tournament qualification they needed to not do what they just did because now they are in an they are in control of their destiny but it's not an easy control of their destiny and we'll talk about that later on when we get into like the qualification stuff but now they're sitting at you know two and three and yeah. they don't have 
if they had won one of those matches, then they'd be sitting nice. Three wins is kind of is a good place. But now it's like they're now in in um, amongst all the other teams. There's like four or five teams fighting for like two spots. <laughs> yeah, and so it'll be uh, interesting. We'll, we'll see where they we'll talk about it a little. Yeah, more. we'll see what happens with them moving forward. Uh, another team I want to talk about, not because they won or anything, but because it delivered an actual. It it was it was a fun match that we didn't think it would be. Uh, the Florida Mayhem decided they wanted to become the the Chengdu Hunters for one day, one day only. We got to see uh, the Czech Rat once again. Junkrat returns to Nepal Sanctum, <laughs> and it it was a treat. And then we went over to Hollywood, and they played their patented double flex with Zenana. They played some Batiste. And then we went to Dorado, and they pulled out Pharmacy and made Hanbin go Diva. And yeah. Edison go Cassidy. It, I, I, it was fun. It yeah, was fun. the way I see it is in this meta, like, is there a single scenario playing, like, playing the normal game, playing a straight up head to head matchup with the meta that Florida beats Dallas right now? Nope. No. And so I think Florida did exactly what we've been telling Team people that teams goats. like this should do is, is if you can't win playing the meta then try to make the other team uncomfortable try to play your game play your game and you know even if you don't lose like they weren't gonna win either way the yeah. fact that they took a map off dallas is awesome and, and i think it, it was definitely uh it was definitely one to watch it was it was a good one it was and it'll be interesting to see you know kind of going forward i i don't imagine they'll stick with some of those weird comps like i i think it was just trying to make dallas well, well i think that those but, those kind of weird comps like yeah they're not going to work against the dallas field but i mean if florida mayhem in this coming week pulls them up against new york new york's a team you could throw off well i think pharmacy. against new york you don't need to well but it's like if you feel like you would have a better shot at doing it because you just you you think you want you want to win by throwing them off guard but it's like, yeah, you're you're not gonna beat a San Francisco Shock, a Dallas Fuel, or even a Toronto Defiant, Houston Outlaws playing Pharmacy. But you could tell, especially on Dorado, that the first like minute or so on Dallas's attack, you could see Dallas was all like, "What? Okay, how do you how do you play against this?" And, well, you, and they I, were like kind of messing about trying to figure out what to play. But then once they found a way to counter it, then Mayhem just kind of crumbled. Yeah, but I think one of the things with it is, like, if Florida's going to win, if there's a world where they're going to win, it's going to be doing something like that. Like, that's the only way they could beat Dallas or the Shock or anything. So I think, you know, more teams should do stuff like that. Like, even though it didn't work this time, like, it, I I think it was a better shot than mm -hmm. them just playing Jotes or whatever. And we have to remember, this is also the team that pulled out Roadhog on Gibraltar. So, I mean, come on. if any team was going to pull out something wonky, it was going to be the man. Because not even the Chengdu Hunters went that crazy. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, I, I, it was just a team I wanted to mention because it was fun. That was a fun game. But the team that I had really, you know... I forgot to change the topic heading for that one. Uh, that was what that was what the topic heading was, everyone. I messed up on production, anyways. But this next one, I'm not going to. Of course, you. The aren't. outlaws <laughs> uh, were just fine. No worries. I mean, not that we were worried, but especially against the Titans, they actually Pelicans especially came out and was like for piggy. <laughs> yeah. He had like 14 final blows for 10 minutes against the Titans. Like the outlaws don't get three O's very often. But like that 3-0 against the Titans, like whoa. 
Yeah. Okay. And and we, we kind of like I mean we we both thought coming into this week that there was a good chance that they just you know fixed their mental and just dominated. I didn't and, expect and, them to three zero the Titans though. I mean that was yeah that and they that almost was they almost three zero the rain as well. But then of course they do the classical outlaws thing of it has to go to map five first. Yeah, and and this is and the cool thing about this is they beat the Vancouver Titans that just beat Washington. So it's like. It's it's a good feeling, you know. But wait, and and we continue the cycle of weirdness. The Outlaws three zero the Titans who beat the Justice who beat the Spitfire who three zero the Outlaws. It's like very yeah. strange, but it's like the Outlaws looked so much better, and it it really showed that last week was just a one off. We don't know why they felt the way they did, but they came back with a vengeance. They were out for blood this week, and they got the blood they needed. And now they're like nine and two on map fives this season, which is insane. They've won more map fives this season than they have the previous four seasons of their existence. They just don't. Pretty sure they've won more map fives than they have map fours. <laughs> I'm. I mean, they've almost won. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, when you win nine map fives and you're only you're twelve and five, that's. <laughs> but granted, like two of those map fives did come in tournaments, so it's like okay, seven. But that's seven out of your 12 wins come in map five. That's just kind of how the that's outlaws exhausting. do it. But what's funny is like every time it happens, you know, the outlaws start getting, you know, in a reverse swept situation. It's like, oh, it's Houston. But when you think about it, it's like the outlaws have only been reverse swept. What? Once? <laughs> yeah. So. so it's like we call it Houston. But in reality, it's actually that's actually not a thing. You know, they got reverse swept by New York, but then their other four losses, the 3-0 loss of the Spitfire was them being mentally boomed. Okay, that's not, like, a normal thing. And then their other losses were week one, Toronto Defiant, when they were the first team to pull out Tracer against the Doomfist, and then the Gladiators and the Shock. So the the Houstonable thing is just going to map five. Not so much getting mm-hmm. reverse swept and losing. It's just, oh, like, here we go. Here we go. We're going to map five again. <laughs> And it's always stressful, though. It happens so often. They literally will yeah. go to map five from every with everybody from Atlanta to Paris Eternal. <laughs> uh, stop, please, Outlaws. I know you. And I know you like you're gonna win the map five, but it's not good for the map difference. Just clean up the three zero and take the plus three map differential. So instead you of the don't plus get one. it. The reason there's a strategy to it. So they do it because they figure. How can they get as much stage time as possible? Oh, of course, the practice time. They they just they want to give their fans something to watch, you know? Maximize the token time, is that what it is? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they are maximizing token Maximizing time, so. the token farming. Thank you Houston for uh giving everyone tokens. My, I I mean it is it is I don't they have so much experience in map 5 now, but it's like if they go to map five, unlike in previous seasons, especially in like season one, season two, where it's like if they go to five, you're like, oh, this is over. They don't, they can't win map fives. But this mm-hmm. season, it's like if they go to map five, you can like Dante chance. and Merritt, especially just they show up in the map five. Merritt does not let, does not let the team lose. And Dante is just a freak of nature on the Junker Queen. He had, I mean, you know, there were moments, and honestly, Pelican was largely, was not as explosive in the Atlanta game as he was against the Titans, speedily was warmed up in the second half of the series, and you kind of saw it, 
So yeah. the team kind of did take a back step because like the team, how they looked on control versus how they looked on escort and how they looked on push were two completely different things. But it's like, if you can trust the outlaws to win, you know, King of the Hill, well then you're fine. You know, if they can win control, then they're going to win the five map series unless it's a double push week. In which case, okay, maybe not, <laughs> but as we are now, the outlaws are now three and two in a good spot. I'm 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 happy moving forward with this team. Who do they play next week? They play the Washington Justice. So, should be should be good. But either way, there is another region that does exist. Granted, it's a lot of just the Soul Dynasty and Shanghai Dragons just running over everybody. But you know, there's also a Philadelphia Fusion team that can't seem to figure out what they're doing. I mean, getting reverse swept by the charge. Uh, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> like, I know Jimmy is, is, is a freak sometimes, right? I know that Custa loves Jimmy. But Zest was, like, doing all he could. He, 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 he was doing his thing. But why do you keep playing Carpe? You got MN3 right there. We talked about this last week. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, Philadelphia Fusion, when they play Carpe... They just don't look as good. They're not and, as explosive. And, and they always run Carpe, it seems like. I don't know. Like or Maybe we just talk about them more when they do because they lose more, you know? like I, so I don't know. Like, just, did, Has MN3 like, just not been looking in scrims? Does he not want to play? Because if that's not the case, then I don't, I don't see why you'd be playing Carpe basically permanently on, on yeah. these, in these games. Because now the Fusion have only a single win, and it's over the winless Valiant. And if well, they... and the, Go the ahead. tragic thing about it is, you know, you have this great player MN3 that isn't getting played. You know, he he's one of the better DPS players out there, and he's not getting the playtime that he mm -hmm. deserves on the Fusion. And it's not like he's on a winning team and he's back up there. You know, it's not like Nero when he was on the the Shock. The shock. It's like this is this is MN3 being benched behind carpe like it's just it's not good <laughs> and if the fusion keep doing this then they're you know summer showdown qualification is in jeopardy but also like you know playoff i mean the valiant aren't going to pass them like the valiant have a single you know two wins i think right and the fusion yeah. have seven so but if they keep trending downwards it's not looking great for them going into you know into those play-ins and yep. it's like if the other teams around them are beating on them. I mean, I'm not gonna say the charge beat on them because it was they did have to reverse sweep. But I mean, if you're losing to the charge and you're losing to the hunters and they play the spark this week, if you're losing to those other teams that are around you, what do you expect to do when you get to the play-ins? You're just gonna get rolled again. Yeah. So they need to figure out their issues and. Unfortunately, they may not have a chance to do it in the Summer Showdown, and we'll have to do it in Countdown Cup, which is not ideal for them, and they are not in a very good spot. So, Fusion, I don't care either way. You know, I'm not. I'm I'm very impartial when it comes to the Fusion, but and it, honestly, it's pretty funny watching them lose because Bad Pachimara on Twitter just kind of like dies on the inside every time it happens. But, <laughs> but it, it is what it is. And then the final team I want to talk about is the Shock. Only because uh, they now hold 
the record for most regular season wins in a row. Congratulations, Congratulations. Shock. You finally surpassed your rivals from 2019, from three years ago. You finally beat them. Bumper, you finally beat Bumper. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Yeah, it was Man. against New York, but... I mean, even 17, 17-0. I mean, I know the Titans went 19-0 and 0 in the regular season, but I feel like Shock this year, with how much parity there's been in the league, the fact that they've been able to rattle off 17 in a row is crazy. Yeah, and, uh, like, we've had some pretty big meta shifts and stuff like that, and the fact that, you know, no matter what... The, the tragic thing is they haven't gotten anything to show for it outside of just regular season wins. I mean, they got second place in the midseason madness. Yeah, it doesn't count. Second place <laughs> is first loser. Yeah, just ask the Fusion. They um, know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, it would be really cool if they were able to take a stage, and I think this is a pretty good one for yeah, them. Yeah, if the Gladiators aren't able to get in, this could be their, This could be the one that they finally get it. And, I mean, they play the Fuel. They play the Fuel this coming week, and... I, I've said this before to you. I don't know if I've said it on air, but it's like if the Shock beat the Fuel this week, uh, a 24-0 and season is, in, I think, in, in the books for them because next stage, yeah. they don't play Glads. They don't play Fuel. They play teams like London. They play the Outlaws. They play the Rain, who are our teams that, like, if the meta shift is right, like if outlaws or rain like show up on a day and it's like a good meta for them, maybe. But even then, you know, no one's going to be coming in as favorites against the shock. Yeah. It's like this week, this week against the fuel is like probably the last chance anyone has of taking a regular season win off of the shock. And if fuel don't do it, then we may get to, we may get to see the first ever perfect regular season from a team. Yeah. Which is then, then we will have, one perfectly terrible season in the league without a single win, and then another team that has a completely perfect season with all wins. So the league will have perfect scores. Shanghai season one. Oh, okay. I was like thinking. Losses. I was like thinking of this season. Then, I was like, "There's no, no one with." No, not in the same season. No, we'll we'll have several because we'll have we'll have a team that went a whole season winless, a team another team that went a whole season lossless. And then we have the Shock in Season 2 who won a whole stage without dropping a map, right? They had the golden stage. Yeah. And then we'll have other... Last year's Valiant did a stage or two without taking a single map, I think, right? I, I think they had map winless stages. So we'll just, have, we'll just have it all covered. Yeah. We'll have every, every base covered, of course. So don't let us down, Shock. <laughs> Fuel are going to come in and just spoil. Man, if Fuel beat the Shock this week, it's even though it's like, yeah, okay, the Shocker five and one. Oh, I feel like it's going to, it'll like hurt way more than just like a one off. It'll be like, dang it, we, we, we can't do it now. <laughs> yeah, it would be tragic. It would kind of, it would kind of feel, it would feel kind of bad for the Shock. Uh, but yep. those are the matches we want to talk about. I mean, APAC had some weird stuff go on, but it's like none of the matches were particularly like crazy. I mean, it was it really all it is is it's like Seoul and Shanghai beating up on the rest of APAC teams, and then the other APAC teams just like messing around. Yeah, because it's like realistically, you're coming into the summer showdown, and it's like there's no way the finals aren't Seoul Shanghai, right? Like, 
there's there's like actually no way uh yeah so let's they, let's uh, let's take a look at, at these let's take a look at these standings and let's look at some of these scenarios in apac and na right the top two teams as soon as the standings want to load on my end uh both to have like top two teams that are clearly in there and in na there's also the defiant that are up there all right so let's just look let's look at apac first because there's less teams so like dynasty and shanghai are dynasty haven't dropped a map <laughs> yeah and this week they play the fusion and the dragons so dynasty could very well be going into that dragons match with 16 maps under their belt and Shanghai will probably go into the match against Dynasty with 15 maps under their belt. Uh, there's there, so Shanghai and Dragon, they're in. But we're looking, we're looking at this three through six slot, and there are four teams that are aiming for it because Valiant's, Valiant's out, Valiant's done. What's interesting is that Hunters and Charge play each other in match map, in match one of the week, and the winner of that. I would say probably is in the tournament. I yeah. mean, there are weird scenarios where you could and have... the Charge have worse map differential, so they're more at risk. Like, if Chengdu wins, they're, like, guaranteed. Charge, yeah. it's a little less if, guaranteed, well, and, but still... And the thing is, Chengdu plays Valiant as well. So if Chengdu beats Charge, they're in. I mean, there's no... They're going to beat the Valiant. Charge will, Chengdu will get in with the three seed. So that would put Charge at two and three. And then Fusion and Spark will get one at three. Fusion plays Dynasty. They're losing that one and four. So basically the best Fusion can do is two and four because they play the Spark. So two and four max for Fusion, which means Spark would go one and four and Spark plays Charge. So it's a little weird. So if Spark beat Charge and beat the Fusion, well, then Spark would get in. They'd have three wins. Fusion would only have two. Charge would only have two. But we yeah. could be in a weird world in which Charge lose to Hunters, but Charge beat Spark, but Spark beat Fusion. But if Spark yeah. beat Fusion, Fusion's they're going to be at one win. They're done. The weirder one would be like Charge, Charge beating beats Chengdu, Charge, loses Charge beats Chengdu, Spark beats Charge, Chengdu beats Valiant, and Fusion beats Spark. Because then we end up with like some weird. We end up with like three teams at three and three, and then it would come down so to map differential. Maps. Yeah. So which could happen? It could happen. Chengdu is the most likely to make it because they play the Valiants. So they're basically guaranteed three wins and a decent map yeah. differential because they're not going to get rolled by the charge. I feel like if they lose, it'd be a three-two. So they'd be minus two, and then they probably three of the Valiant. So three and three plus one. Yeah. If I'm looking at the teams that I think probably will make it, it's probably going to be Hunters and Charge just based off how they look. Granted, Spark could reignite some things and beat the charge, but it would be really cool to go into the Summer Showdown having two, two new teams from APAC because the first two tournaments, it was the same four. But having yeah. Hunters and Charge go in there, granted, all they're doing is lining up I, to get yeah, smacked they, down they to Earth. They aren't really going <laughs> to win, but it, it would be cool if they were able to go. Well, and who knows? You know, like, league we points. Seen it's playoff. really what it is. That, it's those yeah, league points. True. Because when we go to like the regular season standings in APAC, Chengdu is only three points behind Fusion. So if Chengdu go 2-0 this week and make the tournament, they tie Fusion with points and would actually pass them because they would have a better map differential and they'd be tied in wins. So Chengdu would actually yeah. jump Fusion into the fourth spot, which, I mean, that's not guaranteed playoffs yet. But if Spark don't make it, then Chengdu could jump up to 10 points and Spark are only going to be at, you know, 12-13. And now we're looking at that three seed being up for grabs. 
which could be yeah. huge. If we go into Countdown Cup without three seed and APAC being up for grabs between Chengdu and Fusion. That'd be crazy. That'd be crazy. And even for Charge, making the tournament would be huge because them and Valiant are tied with points and wins, but Charge have 10 more map losses. So they're not going to beat the Valiant, you know, head-to-head -head tied. So if Charge are able to just make the tournament, even if they go 0-2 this week, they probably wouldn't make the tournament if they did that. But if they're able to make the tournament and get that extra point, I mean, they're already looking better than the Valiant, so even if they miss the tournament, I think they'll still be able to make plans. I think the Valiant are yeah. kind of hopeless. I think Valiant are, unless they do some miraculous Countdown Cup run, mm -hmm. their season's pretty much over. Yeah. So that's APAC. APAC's pretty easy, and all that it is is just which two teams want to line up to get sucker punched. <laughs> but get a point for but doing it. But get a it. point for doing it. You get, you get a point for showing up to get beat up by Seoul and Shanghai. But then we go to NA. So Well, and another thing, side note, sorry before. No, you, side note, go ahead. Um, third place does get $20,000. True. Well, and so third place, the financial. does third place get two league points or does it jump right down to one? I have no idea on that. Um, um, playoff information. Oh, uh, second place gets two. Uh, champions get three. I thought champions Everyone got four. Else gets one. Champions get three, at least for this one. Oh, I guess I was off. Anyways, so APAC, it doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't really matter who qualifies. They're just gonna get beaten to the ground. But then we go to NA. NA is a mess. So shock and fuel guaranteed in toronto has already booked their slot like four wins is garrett it's like four wins no, no question there's no way you can get knocked out so shock fuel and defiant are in defiant plays london this week and if defiant beats london enough and then if shock or fuel lose badly enough i think defiant could actually jump into the two seed i think that's yeah. unlikely because i don't think shock or fuel 3-0 the other that would be very surprising and crazy. i don't think defiant 3-0 spitfire either they could, no. but it's probably unlikely. So Defiant is probably sitting at that three seed. And as long as they don't, like, go to, like, map five against Spitfire, they can't be passed. I guess if Ju Justice could pass them, because Justice are at a plus five, if Justice somehow pull an upset over the Outlaws, which, if we're looking at transitive property, the Outlaws just 3 0 the team that they lost to. So logic says there shouldn't be. But since when has that logic? Even if the Overwatch Justice beat the Outlaws, though, they would have to beat them three zero to jump the Defiant. So Defiant are pretty are probably sitting at that three seed. But then when we're yeah. looking four through eight, there are four through eight. There are nine teams in the running technically. So Justice and Titans are basically guaranteed in. I don't, Titans, I don't think, can fall out. There's a lot of weird tiebreaker stuff that I'm not entirely sure about because it doesn't say in terms of... Because when you go down to the tiebreaking, it's like head-to-head -head map differential and qualifying matches if they play. But the one that's weird is strength of victory evaluated by combining league points of all teams beaten in qualifying matches. What that doesn't clarify is, is that looking at the, the team's league points in the tournament or for the season. Because that changes things. Because, you yeah. know, in the tournament, a win over the Atlanta Reign only nets you, you know, not a whole lot. But if you're looking at their season, that nets you like 12 points. So yeah. I'm not entirely sure on some of those head-to-heads. But Titans, at worst, are 3-3-0. Three three, I think they're fine. Because yeah. teams would first have to get the three wins. 
and the only mm-hmm. teams that aren't in the that aren't in the top eight currently that can reach three wins are Florida and New York. Florida can only get to zero. They would have to go perfect, and they would only tie Titans map record and i think titans probably win i think titans would have the head-to-head because they've beaten they beat the justice yeah so i think titans and justice are safe because justice worse are three and three with a negative with a plus two yeah there's no way mayhem or excelsior they can't even get to positive so we're looking at what it really is is a six-team race for three slots outlaws spitfire rain gladiators mayhem and excelsior yeah. Spitfire Rain Outlaws. Outlaws first. If Outlaws beat Justice, they're in. They're at four wins. You you you're you're flat in. And Outlaws could actually jump up a couple seeds if they beat the Justice with a good enough map mm-hmm. differential. And if Titans lose. So Outlaws are the most safe out of the out of the six through eight, Outlaws are the most safe because they already are at three wins. So even if they lose to Justice, as long as they don't get turbo rolled, if they lose in a map five, they're three and three with zero. And they, yeah. would have the, they, they would have the advantage over Mayhem because Outlaws have beaten Rain and Gladiators. So the only, the only worry would be if the Outlaws got 3-1, then they'd be at negative 1, which Florida could pass, or negative 2. So, but the, the Outlaws are for the most part safe. But it's Spitfire and Rain that are iffy. Spitfire going 0-2 this week hurt them quite a Put bit some at two three they still have a positive map differential they have a positive map differential but they play the defiant yeah and let's say best case scenario they lose three two right i don't think they can I beat... think best case scenario they win i don't think they can win though unless defiant like choke a little bit because defiant are a better team and so defiant would have to choke and Defiant R would be playing for a chance potentially at the two seed. Uh, so I don't... I mean, yeah, best case scenario, they win. If Spitfire win, then they're fine because they'd be 3-3 three, three with at worst plus two. But I think it's more than likely they lose. So best case scenario loss would be a 3-2 loss, which would put them at 2-4-0. 2-4-0 two, four, zero. Two, four, zero, they require a couple things to go their way. They would want the atlanta rain to lose but they don't want the glads to win by too much so spitfire would want the glads to win i think by three two because anything more if, if spitfire at three or at two at two four you know zero if gladiators three oh the rain gladiators then go two four zero and gladiators i believe would have the tiebreaker but it's weird well- yeah, so I think London actually wants Atlanta to win because Atlanta would pass London, but they, they, Atlanta surviving is fine as long as Florida and New York don't go crazy. This exactly. Week. So Florida and New York's map differentials are well, bad enough. So, so really that, what it is is both Spitfire and Rain, if they lose their matches this week, if Rain loses, they just have to hope that Gladiators don't pound them into the dirt because then Gladiators would jump Rain. And if they win by too much and Spitfire loses by too much, then Glads jump Spitfire. So Spitfire are just hoping that the Rain Gladiators match, however it turns out, doesn't have a big map differential, like, blowout. And Actually, I think they want the big map differential blowout. Because, like, let's say the Glads... Blow out the, the Rain? Blow out 
rain, rain fall out of rain top would eight, fall out of top eight. Into it, London stays. London would well, London would stay, but and but they would have to hope that neither Mayhem or Excelsior go two zero this week, because Mayhem and Excelsior, if they win both their matches, will go to three and three. Yeah, but do you think either one of those teams is going to be able to? So they both play Paris. Yeah, so that's one. But... And then they play each other. Yeah, so one of them will Could, get two. One of them will go 2-0. So but, you see the problem. But, but do you think both of those on either, like for either team, it's going to be two three O's? No, it doesn't have to be two three O's. If London loses, if if the map differential... Or sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah so it's right, like what right, London, yeah. the ideal scenario for London would be them first off not getting blown out by the defiant because that would be that yeah, that is yeah. worst well, case London, scenario. every single match they've had win or loss this tournament has they've gotten at least one match okay so worst case one map so that's what negative one so mayhem can reach the negative one at two and four but it would it's unlikely so but gladiators would be able to reach it if they 3-0 the, the rain and that would be what spitfire doesn't want they don't if because if gladiators pass them in map differential and jump them and then mayhem or excelsior go 2-0 spitfire and rain are both out which mm -hmm. would be crazy for them to yeah. both bomb out so spitfire realistically are rain fans for the most part because i mean they don't want to get passed but it's like rain's already in the top eight so they're Rain fans, or they could be Glad's fans. They just don't want it to be a blowout either way. And then they're Paris Eternal fans. So yeah. you are hoping, London Spitfire fans are hoping for their EU American brethren to beat Mayhem or Excelsior, and then for the team that lost to Paris to beat the one that beat Paris so that they go one and one. Because then that's, you know, kind of out of there. Yeah, and for Gladiators fans, they want to be able to beat Rain better than a three-two, and then also be Paris Eternal fans. So Glads and Spitfire are like rooting for the same thing, but Gladiators are wanting the massive map differential. Spitfire are not. <laughs> mm -hmm. So every match this week in NA actually kind of matters to some extent, whether it be for seeding, whether it be for undefeated season or stage. But what's good is that Rain Gladiators, when we look at the schedule, Rain Gladiators is the first match as soon as the schedule loads. Rain Gladiators is the first match Friday. So we will know going into the rest of NA games that week what is required of Spitfire or what is required of you know Mayhem and Excelsior in order to make it. Because then Paris and New York are the next game. So we will be able to see, okay, does New York need to beat Florida to get in? So we'll kind of have an idea throughout the week of where everybody goes. But the match that will really decide it all is the last, last day. or The last match of the last day, Florida plays New York. That match could single-handedly determine which teams make it to the Summer Showdown. Yeah, because be if both crazy. Florida and New York beat Paris, and London loses to Toronto, and Gladiators, you know, blow out the rain, or the rain beat the Gladiators, London specifically will be looking at this match and hoping that it doesn't it doesn't blow them out because it won't be good for their season in terms of league points. Because if they don't make the tournament, 
they're going to just sit at 11 points. And then if Rain make it, well, then Rain will jump up at least another point. Outlaws will probably jump up another point or two because Spitfire is seventh. They're in the play-in spot. And it's like play-ins are better than nothing, but ideally you want that guaranteed top six because play-ins, especially when you've got teams like Justice in the play-ins, you don't want to face play-in Justice. Yeah. So this week... For once, we actually get a really exciting final week to tournament play. Every match actually matters for once. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited for it. And the script writers really put those games in order. You get the Atlanta Glads match first, and you put the one that literally could determine the fate of like four teams dead last. The very last match. So every match is for the most part a banger. I mean... Titans Uprising isn't really a, a banger because Titans can't get knocked out. So I guess that's probably the lone, like, boring match. But all of the other ones are exciting to some extent. Yeah. Because, like, even Spitfire Defiant, it's like if Spitfire are able to win, well, then no worries. They're in. Go Spitfire. So, yeah, it's fun. Qualification. How about some power rankings, though? Go! Get this done. Let's start with APAC, shall we? Yep. So, Easy. Seoul, Shanghai. Uh, I'm adding another tier break. Yeah. I definitely think there's two tier breaks there. There's two tier breaks. After how badly the Hunters got brutalized <laughs> this week. Uh, it's a two-horse race. The rest of APAC, whatever. Uh, the Hunters are third. I think the Hunters are solid third best team in APAC, right? You would agree with yeah. that? And then I yeah, think I after this week, I would, I think Charger fourth. Spark haven't shown. Yeah, right shown, now with this meta. Spark haven't yeah. shown any signs that they should be the fourth best team. So I think it's Hunter's Charge for fourth and fifth. Spark and for sixth. Spark, I mean, Spark fifth. Valiant. And then Fusion and Valiant are just the. I mean, Valiant is. You can't even put a tier break there because Valiant took Fusion to five. Valiant is the basement of sadness and Fusion is just sadness. Yeah. But it there's two tier breaks. I mean, Dragons and Dynasty are so much better than the rest of APAC. It's not even funny. Yeah. When the two of them combined have only dropped one map to the rest of the APAC teams, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the East kind of... APAC has this thing where it's like... They, I feel like, are at similar skill levels as the teams in the West, except you just don't have that middle tier that the West has. It's like it's like if you had Chalk and Fuel and then nothing up until Boston, you know? Like, <laughs> true, actually, yeah that 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 is a good that is a good way to put it. So APAC is Dynasty Dragons one two, and then Hunters Charge Spark Fusion Valiant. I mean, that's pretty that's pretty cut and dry. APAC, I feel like it's pretty easy. NA, though, yeah, has changed right up a little bit. Shock Fuel are still 1-2 tier break. Yeah. I don't think Defiant. that's... Defiant. Defiant. And then I think they're Outlaws have right claimed now. their fourth... I think Outlaws have claimed their, their fourth back after their performances against Titans and, and yeah. Rain this week. I'd be okay putting them there. But then we've got a little bit of an interesting kind of set here. I think Rain... Do we think Rain or Glads could go fifth? Because I think that... Because Rain just beat Spitfire, so obviously Rain is above Spitfire. And if Rain played Justice, I would pred Rain. If Gladiators played Justice, I would pred Glads. And even if Glads played Spitfire, I'd probably consider predding Glads. Because, I mean, Glads' four losses have come to 
the top four teams in our NA power rankings. Yeah. And it's not like they were blown out either. They literally went to five against Fuel and Outlaws. So I think you could make an argument for Gladiators fifth or Rain fifth, depending on how, which way you lean. Um, I feel like Glads haven't been winning matches this split. And, and I, I think because of that, you can't put them. So we put rain, put rain fifth, just out of sight of the fact that they've won more matches. Yeah. But then I think you can put Glads underneath Rain. I think Glads yeah. look better. And then Justice above Spitfire because they just won. But then what's weird is Titans beat Justice. So where do we view Titans in? I Because I, I think Titans could, because they beat Justice. So it's like they can't be in the lower tier. Honestly. Right now, I would be fine putting Titans under Glads. Under Glads, just, just because like they they're looking good right now. They're looking like know? a solid like, middle of the pack team. Yeah. So that's our middle tier. So Shock Fuel tier break, Defiant Outlaws, Rain, Gladiators, Titans, Justice, Spitfire tier break, and then we have the tier of sadness. Uh, Boston looked pretty tragic. Yeah, I week. think Mayhem isn't. Like they aren't winning, but they. Uh, I mean, they took a map off. They're fuel. trying new things, and they took a map off fuel. So I think that puts them at the top of this tier. And then I would probably go uprising XL. You'd Eternal. go uprising XL Eternal. Yeah, I can. I can get on board with that. We'd have. To I could see XL being above. I could see. Uh, well, I could see but... any four of these teams beating each other. Honestly, like even Paris, yeah. I could honestly wouldn't be surprised if they like beat Excelsior. And it's like, so these four are in no... Uh, they could beat anyone. I think this middle tier, though, I think it's in a good order. Like, I don't see... Like, uh, the only teams I could see maybe beating Defiant are, like, Rain Outlaws could take them take them there. But, like, I don't see Defiant Outlaws, Rain, or Glads losing to Titans, Justice, or Spitfire. Like, at, at their current form. Mm-hmm. I mean, Outlaws literally just beat the crap out of the Titans. I mean, it was close. But it was a 3-0. So it was like... Yeah. It can only be so close. So... I think this is a good and a good indicator of if we, you know, based our power ranking, if we based the final week of predictions off of our power rankings, then Outlaws would make it, Rain would make it, Gladiators would miss, Titans and Justice would make it, and Spitfire would not. Because we would have Mayhem beating Excelsior and Eternal. Think that like I think there's a difference between power rankings and and real world like just because a a team's above another team on this power ranking doesn't mean that i think they'll necessarily yeah and and it's but it's like flip rain and glads either outcome doesn't really affect the spitfire because those two teams would just flip places for the most part it's really like this bottom these bottom tier teams are really what's determining spitfire's fate right now because like glads rain doesn't matter which direction it goes Unless it's a Glad's 3-2 and then Spitfire still have like the, the edge over them. So it's really just the four teams of New York Mayhem, Glad's and Rain that Spitfire are looking at. And looking at those, what, five matches in particular to determine their fate. Or Spitfire can just come out and beat the Defiant. There's your ticket, Spitfire. Don't lose the Defiant and you're in. Yeah, easy. Easy. 
Just don't lose to the third best team in NA. <laughs> easy. Where, easy. Easy. There's no problem. <laughs> All right. It's prediction time now. We've got bangers this week. We literally have like four undefeated teams playing each other this week in just fireworks shows. But that, those aren't the first matches we're predicting. The first match we're predicting is actually, you know, Spitfire potential fate. Rain versus Gladiators. Yeah. And yeah. there's two ways to look at this. You can go, well, Gladiators have only beaten the Paris Eternal, and Rain went to five against Outlaws and beat the Spitfire. So it's like, how much do we trust Gladiators to punch back and, like, try to play for their tournament lives? Or do we think Rain will just show up like they did against the Outlaws? I don't know. Well, I think it's an interesting one, but there's only one team that can win this. And that would be? It's obviously the Rain. It's easy Rain win. The reason why? Speedily has, instead of three days of practice, he has like a week and a half now. And so he's going to just single handedly diff the entire Kevster team. Yeah, he's going to make Kevster look like a pedestrian. Yeah, or that pedestrianster. (laughs) You have to be careful with shortening that word. Uh, I I agree with you. I I think I think rain easy look look really good against the outlaws. If they play that way against the gladiators, then I think they'll be fine. It should be a good match, though. But I, I do think rain you know, are more experienced in winning. And by more experienced, I mean, I guess they only have one more win. But, I mean, it was a, a, it was a better quality opponent in the Spitfire versus the Glads who yeah. just beat the Paris Eternal. Good job, Glads. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. And I forgot to mention before, I clawed two extra wins back, so we're now tied at 50 per- correct predictions. Again, once again tied. Thanks, Charge. Thanks, Rain. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting me back up there. <laughs> Curses. Curses. Uh so we're 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 in agreement with the rain, so no 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 differences there. But now here come the banger matches. Shock versus fuel. Will fuel put an end to Shock's regular season win streak, or will Shock potentially go on to win every regular season match? Well, I think I think it's a an interesting question. And um I think it comes down to uh to one thing really. And that is, which team has more power? And the question, the answer to that question is, which team has more fuel? Because the really? fuel is going to win. The fuel is going to knock Shock down and, and teach them who's boss. Really? And yeah, I'm going fuel. You're I going fuel gonna... on this one. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion i'm of i'm of the idea i think shocker gonna go undefeated this season i think this is the match that will like make or break the season for the most part like this is probably the last chance for that i think it's like it's too good a storyline to happen it's gonna get ended you think it's too good too good of a fairy tale like i i think it'll be close if this doesn't go to five we'll be a little surprised regardless of which team wins but like when i look at the matchups like ahanbin is better than kaluj but proper is the dps line of the shock is better than the fuels and then it's like it comes down to the support line and like violet 
key, you know, I, I think Violet Finn versus Chio and Fielder, like Violet's kind of a like a, a menace on Lucio. I, I was he has like the highest final blows per ten minutes and like the highest offensive assists per ten on Lucio, and then Finn is is Finn. I I yeah. I think the shock are just more. I, there's just more there, and Proper definitely has a much higher ceiling than Sparkle slash Doha and Edison. I think Shock is the better team generally, and I'm a Shock fan, but you just don't want the storyline. <laughs> yeah, no, and and also I feel like Dallas Fuel have looked really good in this meta, and and it's it's kind of like. Um, with the whole Zarya thing, they they had Zarya and they were the best Zarya team because like when they find a team comp that clicks, they can perform better than anyone else at that team. True. Comp. I mean, they did just drop a map to the Florida Mayhem though, so yeah. But Florida Mayhem was doing crazy stuff. Shock isn't going to do crazy stuff. You say that. Don't doubt the crusty crack pipe. <laughs> I do crack. I do doubt it. I I, I no, think they're not going to do any shenanigans. Straight up, yeah, this will be a mirror. Be straight up, it'll be a mirror the whole time. And I think fuel. When they like the fuel's biggest issue is when they can't figure out the meta. When they know the meta and they play the meta, they play it better than anyone else. And well, I think that's and this would be the first time is. that Shock and Fuel will be playing the same meta into each other because when they played in yeah. Kickoff Clash, Shock were playing a lot of the Winston comps and Fuel were doing the Zarya comps. So we actually yeah. haven't seen these two teams face off in a direct mirror. And I think I think what this will come down to is really Kaluge versus Hanbin. Yeah, and who wins the Junker Queen matchup? Because if yeah, so. if Hanbin is able to diff Kaluge by a good amount, then Proper will have to do more than I think he'll be able to, because he would have to really roll over Sparkle and Edison or Doha, I guess yeah. if he's in. But either way, it, this should be well. A and really I think match. more specifically, I I would say it's not just about the like the Junker Queen head to head, but the the ult usage on each side, especially the support ults and how they use that to win fights like who can best use their ults to win fights and i think you know that this is going to be the the you know the best match of junker queen we're going to see i think you know in, in this stage at least that's bold considering dragons and dynasty are playing this week as well yeah but it's apac apac is a, a like if mid-season showdown showed us anything it showed us that the APAC plays at lower level than the West. I mean, that's that holds some merit, I suppose. But I mean, and Dragons and Dynasty are running away with. So it's like, even though, yeah, maybe they may be playing at a lower level, it'll still look good when they're playing each other. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be as good as the Fuel Shot. You think the Fuel Shot game will look better? So yeah. luckily, this is the very last APAC game. Of, of the week so it's like the grand finale of the regular you know the qualifying matches are dynasty dragons for who gets the one seed who gets to beat on the fourth seed harder than the other team beats on the third seed yeah so i think this will be a really good match every time yeah. these two teams have played out no every time they've played it's been a map five banger hasn't it uh i think we've had one so oh, i think there was wasn't. one i think dynasty like yeah. did a stomp somewhere in mid-season madness did yeah when dragons were yeah. not when they were like off their but usually this goes to map five and i'm pretty sure these two teams have the longest head-to-head -head record out of any team i'm pretty sure they've played like we're talking like in the teens yeah they uh 
They're also the only two APAC teams right now with a positive map map differential. Wow. Yeah, they literally just stole. They were, they're actual map thieves. <laughs> they're plus 11, plus 12, plus 12, and then Chengdu with a minus one. Minus right, one. Right, it, right they them. actually just went and stole all of the maps from APAC. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, Seoul hasn't dropped a single map this True, they, true, they haven't. But Shanghai's only dropped one. So it's like... Yeah, it could go either way. I I think what it it's like when you do head to head comparisons, it's like who are you and Lip versus Fitz and Stalker. I think who are you edges out Stalker for a better Genji because who are you is like the Genji player. Like he, I mean Stalker's awesome as well, but who are you is like the when you just when, makes you say over and over again, who are, are you? you? And then so Lip good? versus Fitz, I feel like I trust Lip more than I trust Fitz. Uh, I don't know why. I just kind of have. I don't know. Lip's is, Lip has looked really good, but so has Fitz. Yeah. And then like Tank Line, uh, Smurf and Void. Smurf probably uh, Smurf has looked better than Void. I mean, that's obviously not by a large margin. Uh, yeah. And then you look. Well, at and I think because we haven't seen them go head to head on the Junker Queen. It, like it's gonna be really interesting to to actually see it. Yeah, and then you go to the support line, and it's like Vindame versus Lee J Gone on the Lucio. Lee J Gone is a better Lucio, but then it's like Prophet versus Izzyaki on the break, which is like not a comparison I thought I would be making this season. Yeah, for the uh, the other main support slash flex support spot for it to be Izzyaki versus Prophet. And Prophet, I think, is statistically the best brig in the league. But when you're on the team that hasn't dropped a map, that does tend to happen. So yeah. uh, I, I don't know, honestly. Yeah, this is a terrible one. Who put this for prediction? This I did, because it's a banger. Incredible. I, um, I feel like every time this match has happened, though, we've predated the same, like, we've gone with our same teams every time, I think. I don't think we've ever. We? I don't think we've we've never agreed on this. When they've teamed, who do I always go on? I you can't. usually go with a dynasty. Yeah, I've kind. Of, I was kind of filling dynasty as the sad thing. Is so I'm like, and I usually go with the dragons. I, I and I think every t the last t several t every time they've played in the regular season, I'm pretty sure that's how it usually goes. Yeah. And I think, okay, let's stick with that then. And I think they're I'm, they're I'm tied one dynasty. one. They're tied one one in regular <laughs> season matchups as well. So. We're we two different as well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. One side note, sidebar here. I'm pretty sure, like, you beat me on APAC preds way more than than. I'd have to go back and look, like, and we'll do. We'd have to because I'm I'm like pretty sure because like I feel like every time we go into APAC matches for preds, all the all the ones worth predding, I just like. I struggle. Anytime we agree, we both lose. But then when we disagree, it's usually me that comes out on top. Yeah, that, that's what it feels like, at least. Which is why it's like it's dangerous for me to go alone. But I'm 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 gonna go with Soul's the a good here. Soul's a good pick. All right, that is the only APAC game worth breading this week. Yeah. <laughs> so we return back to NA with Spitfire versus Defiant. Yeah. And and it's like the thing is, this is just mean because I know why you put this map. You think it'll be an easy plus one for oh, you. Oh, here we go again. Um, and so I I just think I I just think you know 
it's kind of cruel to do that to me. I put this but on it's here gonna come expecting back. you to pick Defiant. I'm going to be honest. But but the the funny thing about it, the the great thing is you're going to lose another point you're for going... not hurting Spitfire <laughs> oh, because Spitfire are obviously going to win. Uh and and it's going to be awesome. Like I I know it kind of like makes the rest of our discussion about like what could happen this week kind of just flushes it down the toilet because if London wins, they're like guaranteed. And uh, that's what's going to happen. And it's going to be great. And it's like, as soon as you think, man, Spitfire are just doomed. That's when they win. And and that's what's going to happen. They're Last time we said they were doomed, they went and great. beat the Boston Uprising. Yeah, exactly. And so they're going to do the same thing except against Toronto Defiant. And the thing is, Toronto Defiant, yeah, this this uh tournament cycle, they're they're looking really solid. They're the third best team. But when it comes down to it, it's still the Toronto Defiant. Like True, they, true, it, true. It's not like they're some legendary unbeatable team, you know? Like it's the Toronto Defiant. But like, it's their homestand. It, so they've got the home field they'll advantage. They'll still make the it buff. to the yeah. They'll still make it to the home stand if they. No, lose they want to go in solid. Yeah, they'll they'll be a solid uh four two, <laughs> and uh it's gonna be great, and London's gonna win. I'm and that's Defiant. just how it is. They're <laughs> gonna get backbone diff. Backbone. Backbone's gonna game. diff, although he's gonna get player of the game for his epic Genji play. Landon and Admiral are gonna take down Churong Twilight. Yeah, exactly. What happened last it's time they played? Cool. When have they played? During the I mean, they season? did first stage, but I can't remember. Uh, I Defiant mean, probably first. beat them just because Spitfire was still figuring themselves out in the first stage. Um, let's. I mean, that was so long ago. Stage one doesn't even like whatever happened yeah. there doesn't really matter. But, but yeah, I, I think uh, like one of the big things about it though. Like, I, I think, you know, it's, you know, goofy bread and rice over here, predding spitfire for everything. But when it comes down to it, it's like every time shock, I mean, spitfire loses this stage, it's because backbones getting diffed on the Genji. Well, and I worry like, that they're going to come out of defiant and keep trying to force the May again. Yeah, and they could, but depending on the maps that come out, they played work. May on Gibraltar. Yeah, but if they don't like, if they don't get Gibraltar, do if we, they get maps, let me see. they're more do we, friendly. Do they have the maps set yet? I don't think so. What's what's the map pool for this game? I or can't. Do I, I don't. I don't think they do. Dang it! That would be helpful to yeah, know. Yeah, because I, I think because if Nepal, if it's, like, if it's like if it's like Nepal. And I think Spitfire typically win the escorts because Midtown and Hollywood are both May maps. But if it's like, yeah. so if it's like Nepal, Hollywood, Nepal, whatever escort, and payload would have to be. None of the payload maps are really made friendly though, because it's like Circuit Royal would probably be your best one because Gibraltar and Junkertown definitely aren't until you yeah. get to like third point. And then Push, they can be, Coliseo is better for it. But even then, it's, you know, whatever. Then control again, you don't get Nepal again. So they're really, because, I mean, if the map pool goes and Gibraltar's in the pool and they go to Busan and stuff, it's not not yeah. friendly. Like I said, like, like I think there will be a lot that goes into it. But I think 
no matter what, it should be close. But I, I think Spitfire will win. You said that last week against the rain. Yeah, and, and you know, it happens. You win some, <laughs> you lose some. True. I'm still... Spitfire Preds are still a net positive for me and a net negative for you. Are they? So, I'm pretty sure. I don't think so. Because, I mean, this stage, the only one that I got wrong was... Because, remember, I predded the Mayhem against Spitfire. And then you predded them against Boston. Those two canceled out. You predded against Outlaws. I predded against Rain. Those two canceled out. So, we're dead even for this stage. Because then... I no, don't... but I'm saying Spitfire themselves. Spitfire themselves? Well, I predated them against... Over, over the year. I'm, I'm looking back to season, to stage, to, to kick off Clash. You predated Spitfire over Outlaws. Uh, Outlaws won. And, but then I predated Rain over them, and so that canceled out. But then you predated Spitfire over Glads for some reason. Oh, because it's beautiful. And that didn't that it. didn't go your way at all. Yeah, but I think I I mean we, we'd have to we go back have and to look. Go we'd back, have to go back. I think it, at the end of the season we'll go back and look how how do the APAC pred stat and we'll look at predictions per team. We'll look at successful pred yeah. rate, and it'll be really funny if you have like higher outlaws pred rate and I have higher Spitfire out pred rate. <laughs> We're just better at predating the other person's team. I think I might have higher outlaws. I think you do after this stage because, because of this stage. Because yeah. of the Glads match and because of the the uh it was Atlanta was the other one, right? Uh or, no, we didn't or have no, Atlanta it was on the, there. No, who was it? I can't remember. It was Spitfire because you correctly predicted the loss. That's right. So yeah. we it those will be stats we'll look at. There's still one more game to pred though. This one depending on how the Spitfire game goes, could mean a whole lot. I'm assuming you're predding Defiant on that. Yes, I am predding Defiant on that. Mayhem, New, Mayhem <laughs> New York, which ultimately the winner of this match isn't technically important unless one of them loses to Paris. So it's like the winner isn't inherently important in terms of the grand scheme of themes, but it's just who is the better, worst team? Uh, yeah. It's weird because one team has Yaki on it, who can sometimes just go crazy, and then the other team has Gunba and his crazy ideas. Yeah, I think if they both just head-to-head play meta, I think on most days, Mayhem will win. Mm -hmm. If New York is popping off, like I feel like this 100% comes down to how New York's looking. Like if Yaki's popping off yeah. or, or not, because I, I think, you know, if, if New York's filling it, then they feel it. And, and I think a lot of it will come down to how matches leading up to this match go, because mm -hmm. like, if this does determine whether or not a team makes it, and if that team's XL, I think they win, but I'm going to pred mayhem. I think mayhem wins it. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there because I really want Mayhem to just do something silly. <laughs> I want I want Gumba and and McGravy to come out and just play some dumb stuff against the NYXL because the NYXL aren't going to be able to adapt. No way. I mean, they were able to take a map off Fuel playing Bat Batiste. And if they can do it to the Fuel, I think they could definitely pull funny stuff out against New York. Yeah, but I think you do have a point. If 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 they come into this match and both of them beat Paris, and it's like the loser basically goes home, then I think New York will have a lot more to play for. But if there's nothing on the line, like if both teams lose to Paris, 
Mayhem win because Par- uh, New York recently has looked tragic. Whereas Mayhem have just been trying, you know, developing their identity as the silly fun team mm-hmm. of NA. So you give them, you give them points for that. You know, you give them, you give them, you give them some points for the uh, the creativity. You know. Yeah. So we now we now end as we always do with with play of the week, of course. And there's there's two there there's two because you know they share they share a bit of a theme. Of course, and kind of the theme of the season. Yeah, it's kind of the theme of the season. You know, you, we've had a lot of we've had a lot of C nines, but this week we also had a B nine and a D nine. Bob C nine the spark, which was really funny. D, Easy Han just kind of throws it out there, and I I think Spark didn't realize that Bob was so close to the payload that he was gonna push it in because he doesn't look like he's he's like well into that doorway on Junker Town. I didn't even think he was close enough for it, but you know, it happens. So we had a Bob nine, a B nine. So we have a B nine, a C nine, and then you ever just get C nine by a door? Because the Atlanta Rain did. <laughs> the Atlanta Rain got D nine, D nine. And what's funny is someone on Reddit actually looked at it. The rain touched the payload a tenth of a second too early. So that like the tragic. like the, the time window to trigger uh, overtime is touch the objective within three seconds yeah. of overtime it triggering. Was 3. It was three point one seconds. Oh. Right right as the door started closing, they touch it for just literally a frame. And so they thought they had it and then the doors just closed. I was laughing so hard i was like i have never seen someone just get denied by a door so hard as the atlanta rain did right there yeah that's pretty now i i think they probably still would have lost the fight because they were in frantic mode and they would have had to funnel through those chokes so i think outlaws probably still would have taken that fight but in the off chance Mm -hmm. that rain are able to win that fight i mean that series changing right there potentially so, you know, we had some we had some unique C9s this week. So we now we're going through we had a, a B9, a C9, a D9. I don't think there's any ability that starts with an A that you can get a a niner off of. Unless you accretion someone off the payload, but that wouldn't be an A9. That would just be a knocking them off the payload. Unless you're not on the payload and then you go to touch right as accretion pull, pulls you up. But no, that's just a boop. We don't call those C9s. No, that's We true. just call those unlucky. Yeah. So I don't we'll, think... We'll have to think... There, there's there got to be something. I Like A... If on a, if on a C9s... An A9. Could that be an A9? We'd really be stretching. I don't even know what an E would be. Easy Han would have to, to 9 it. That'd be an E9. We've had a I Y9, know. you know? Oh, Youngjin. Oh, Youngjin. Yeah. I've was... just got to say, this, this week was so like bittersweet for me because it was it, it's like on the overwatch side of things it was so sad because spitfire lost mm-hmm. but spitfire cloud nine right and cloud nine, cloud nine they qualified them. for worlds and didn't they Cloud nine on league of legends qualified for worlds defeating like so going into playoffs they were fifth seed um and they beat the number one seed wow. team to make it to guarantee their spot a spot in worlds and and in pretty dominant fashion too it, it was a th- it was three to one 
but on the three games that they won, it was just cover to cover, just domination. So what we're hearing is that Spitfire are going to clinch a playoff spot by beating the Shock next stage. Yeah, exactly. Of so course, it's like, of course, of course. Okay. Yeah, it, it, it that, that's like the poetry. thing. That's that's the thing about Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine will win. They they will find a way. Well, they didn't Spitfire last year. Have already you know won the season many ages ago with a completely different team. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna happen this year. This year, Hottie yeah. is gonna carry them. Yeah, Hottie and Backbone yeah. on the back Hottie, of Backbone. Yeah. Backbone's May is going to carry them to a championship. You know, hey, next meta, it's going to be... Uh, it's, oh, it's May, gonna be we're going to go May. back to May Reinhardt? It's going to be, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like a, a May... Yeah. We're basically going to go to kickoff. Awesome. We're just going to go back to the kickoff clash meta is what you're saying. And I guess we could talk about this more in a future episode. But, like, I feel like dream future meta... For your for, team? Like, next stage. Oh. No, just in general. Or Risa. I want to see Orisa meta. Orisa Torb, let's go. <laughs> Ooh, Orisa Torb, uh, May. That sounds terrible. And then uh, it would be uh, like Batiste Bap. It would be like Bap, like Ana or something. Ana, Bap Zen. Yeah, yeah. That's that's that, dumb. That's, we need to stop. We're off. We're off this stuff right now. We have got one for final week before Summer Showdown, and every match in NA at least matters. APAC. Technically, yeah, it does matter, but all the APAC teams are doing is line up to get knocked down hard by Shanghai and Seoul, so they hey, matter. you never know. Chengdu, Chengdu's going to come. Chengdu literally got <laughs> rolled by both of them already. It was a uh, training. Yeah, they got it was three like, it, It's like the anime story arc. They take the they training weights off. by the big boss, and then they go again, and they've powered up. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoys this week's of matches. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully get some real close qualification last minute scenarios. So enjoy the matches. Yeah. We'll catch you all next week. Bye.